0: Greetings compadres It is I Jamie With whom you are in rendezvous communion So we're gonna begin with a bit of music Uh, Today's episode is basically me trying to blow your mind uh, Several times in quick succession so You know, I don't really know what I'm gonna say. I know uh, I think three things I thought of when I was like, is that a crazy idea? Like, Yeah, sure. Why not? So I'm just going to put out um, things based upon reality, you know, basically. Um, but just ways of thinking about things which might be like, whoa, interesting. Hopefully. So a bit of music. Very well. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Well, what about this? What was? Uh, we'll start from the beginning. Was the universe always here? Like, think about the the Big Bang, right? Oh, there was nothing, uh, and then suddenly, it, literally, the whole universe suddenly appeared and it was occupying less than the space of a, a pin, the tip of a pin. Um, and then it expanded outwards. So there's an explosion. You know, it's like, oh, Star Wars is so unrealistic. You can't have explosions in space. Well, except the Big Bang, of course. Um, and uh, it's like, wait, what, it, you know, it violates the laws of conservation of, basic law of physics, conservation of um, energy. The like energy can't be created or destroyed, only transformed. Like it can change form. Um, so you can have light, but what you're doing is you're taking, say you're burning something to create heat, and then you're using that to maybe to create some energy, like it powers some sort of you know device whatever and creates an electrical current, and that goes through your light bulb, and um, I think it goes through like a very... Th- Basically, a very inefficient little wire that it, therefore it, it glows really bright. Basically, it's wasting, so to speak, its energy as in light. But basically, that's just transforming, right? It's not like coming out of nowhere. It's just. Um, and except the Big Bang, it's like, oh yeah, the whole universe is full of energy. You can't get energy out of nowhere unless you're talking about all the energy, the whole universe of energy. Oh, yeah, then that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> now, uh, what day did the Big Bang happen on? if we rewind rewind the clock, okay, so today's Thursday as I'm recording this um, I guess it might you know it might be Friday in Australia already um, what time is it? quarter to three? yeah, at least in the East Coast I guess that's the new day so but let's call it a Thursday, right so. How many days, how many 24-hour periods ago is the 14.6 billion? So, oh, say let's say it's a Tuesday. Alright, the universe, the big bang, bang happened on a Tuesday. Why not a Monday? Why not a Wednesday? Why exactly in that period? Why did it, what caused it to happen? Nothing? Well, that makes a lot of sense. Um, that's, that's the, okay, that's the theory, huh? Uh, it just happened, no reason. Like, poh, people who believe in god the universe you know someone created the universe how ridiculous oh yeah what's your theory oh you know it just got created on a tuesday for no reason <laughs> like okay well i don't know i haven't seen a man with a beard in the sky although i have sensed myself as an infinite oneness um or at least uh, a part thereof and therefore the same as the whole thing in a way it's a bit of a mystery but um uh but yeah so or or, uh here's okay blowing your mind here if anyone interested in meditation spirituality you can this is something i i did possibly under the influence of um uh certain delicious nutella snacks which may have had dried flowers baked into them um uh improving my ability to sense sense such things but um Uh, if anyone wants to Google firecrackers, enjoy. It's good good fun. Um, And within reason, responsibly, will be good for your soul um, and your life and everyone around you thereby. So um, basically, I I was under the influence here and uh, I was sitting there and there's this um, meditation thing and um, the guide, who was Eckhart Tolle in this case, um, was, okay, reading a quote. He said, all right, so... He reads a quote, be still and know that I am God. And he's not saying that he's God, or he is, but he's saying everyone's God. But it's kind of one of those uh, little phrases where it's kind of like glitch in the matrix, like it just breaks the language, you know, um, because basically it's it's uh, using I to mean you and and the listener and the speaker, you know. It's dissolving that boundary so but if you close your eyes and what this is what my experience and you could try this it's like it's like be still and know that I am God I was like still like just be there don't think don't do anything just and I had this sense of like the whole universe was like there was just no division so there's no dif- uh, difference between me and the room around me um, I was in everything and everything was in me I was no one and everyone Nothing and everything, um, and I think that's actually basically that's actually the ultimate truth. Like it's true to say, here I am, I'm Jamie. All right, um, you are not talking, you dear listener or viewer, are not talking um, smack into the the microphone like I am. Um, but in a way, uh, that's true. Fair enough. But on a deeper level or a higher level, it's actually wrong. You are you are talking through me. We're all the same. Anyway, um, so have fun with that. Um, So yeah, Big Bang just appeared out of nowhere. All right, that's interesting. And explosions in space, that's not possible. Okay, so just, all right, fine. We'll just give that, like Terence McKenna had this hilarious quote where like science or like, you know, materialist science, which has a bunch of assumptions built into it. Rupert Sheldrake does a great job of pointing that out in um, the it, Ten Dogmas of Modern Science, a good TED talk, um, where he goes into things which there's some evidence for, or at least it's possible, I think all of them there's some evidence for it, um, and yet science pretends it's ridiculous and that there's no evidence, because science, materialist modern science, not the scientific method itself, not science in the pure sense, but scientists and the scientific establishment and the, cons- the main consensus, um, there are unexamined prejudices built into it, and so, for example, telepathy, that's crazy, that's like mumbo jumbo, oh, but what about all this evidence from these, you know, properly done studies, well, that's not possible, it is, look, I'm not going to read that, <laughs> like, what do you, are you a scientist, you have to read it, no, but it's not real, like, it's just there, just read it, but they won't, you know, um, because there's an unexamined bias there um, which is exactly what religious people were criticized for at you know the dawning of the modern scientific kind of project so it's kind of funny how it goes full it's gone full circle there but um anyway uh, so Terence McKenna's quote quote there um, is science or materialist science says give me one miracle and I'll explain everything <laughs> So, like, just the big bang, you know. Let's just, just, just don't think about it. Just let it, just accept that. And then everything else I can explain logically. Um, evidenti- uh, you know. Uh, with evidence. Evidentiarily? Hmm, what'd you say? Um, yeah, with evidence. We'll go with that. Um, so, okay, what else? What else have we got? Mm, what about, you hear my words... But um, what's actually going on is I'm making noises in my throat and then those um, are rippling through the air and causing uh, mechanical waves where like one particle gets bumped into the next, which gets bumped into the next, kind of like pool balls or billiard balls, like snooker balls, right? Bouncing one into the other. Um, And then these huge, huge waves of these such, you know, pulses of movement and kinetic energy through the air the particles of this gaseous soup within which I'm swimming here um, that uh, these then goes into the microphone and is re- turned into ones and zeros and um, recorded as code and then when you turn your computer on and you or your phone and you listen to this or you watch this um, your computer is decoding you press the button and it initiates a sequence of events where the device decodes the message that I've put in there um, just for you, um, the little message I've left you. And, uh, and then it creates these um, pulses of energy um, designed to simulate the human vocal cords. And you hear, uh, not even my voice, but a, a distorted version of it, um, and, but it's pretty close. And that uh, and travels through space, and that enters your ears, right? just goes bouncing, ricocheting down your eardrums. Um, uh, or your ear canals, and through the eardrum, into the brain just gets decoded again into, uh, what these what seems to be the sound, like a real um, what seems to be exactly if I was someone was uh, well, I guess it's the, yeah, it, it seems uh like, oh, that's just someone talking, but that's your brain is processing these um a code that has come through the air right and turning it into oh this is and reconstructing that in your consciousness right in your mind and then okay that's what was said and then this is what it means um and if you you know you need to know the language you need to have the internal dictionary to be able to decode that and understand and maybe some words you're like what does he mean by that you know or you know um uh or alternatively, I don't know, but Rupert Sheldrake, I think, has some pretty trippy points about how saying the um, like that maybe it doesn't work like that actually, like um. And he says, I don't know if this is his question or someone else, but is I think it was the name of a paper by someone else, like was it him? Mm. Is the is the skull beyond the sky? <laughs> Something like that. Like when you look up at the sky. Is that inside your head like what I was just saying there that traditional kind of view, I guess which um, I was just thinking taking for granted there is that is this is all inside your head this is a reconstruction it's not really reality when you look around and you that's a reconstruction inside your mind in your your brain right Um, or your mind but then when you look at the sky the infinite sky this is all within your skull is it your skulls you got a huge head man how do you how do you buy hats that's incredible must be tricky. Um, but I guess everyone else has these huge infinite skulls bobbing around. And what, are we bumping into each other? Where are we exactly if we are, have these heads the size of heavens that can fit these skies in them and we're bumping around into each other? Or is it that we're sharing space and the sky and you and me and our heads, our brains, our skulls, our ears, our bodies a whole bodies, everything, the couch behind me, whatever, the guitar, Claire, everyone and everything is actually within a single mind, a single consciousness called, drum roll, the universe. And that the universe is consciousness. And everything is actually being processed. So within that space. And so when you hear, and if that's true, then um, when you hear my voice, sailing gallantly down your air canals uh, uh, into your brain That this is actually much more how would that work that would be kind of more direct though, right? So there's actually a sound that's coming through and I guess that's consciousness taking a form um, So consciousness if that's everything then I speak and that's consciousness coming into a form an energy form, uh, but all energy being consciousness, right? Conscious, consciousness, and it's going forth and going through the consciousness um, structure, which is your body, um, this, you know, energetic, you know, matter being a condensation of energy, it seems. um, These forms um, that the, the... the voice, this energy that I've put forth, this form that consciousness has taken, goes forth through the space, which is also consciousness, everything is, but let's just call it space for now, goes into your body, let's call it your body for now, Um, and it goes into your brain, and then it registers through certain processes there, and the consciousness which you are, or the space of your individuated consciousness is able to, Connect with that message. i mm, I'm way out of my depth. I don't know how this works. But I'm blowing my own mind. That's uh that's uh that's that's a success, I would say, for me. Um so it feels good, man. Uh what else? What else can we do here? Um Alright. Blowing the mind, eh? Alright, well, I guess we could talk about the placebo effect and magic. Uh so you know. People are like, oh, magic, what are you, five years old? But uh, you know, like gold standard, the highest quality uh, scientific evidence comes from basically, and the scientific method being like, okay, you have an idea, but we can't just assume that it's true just because someone says it's true, right? I am science, says some fool. (laughs) Um, But, you know. No, Uh, the scientific method is you come up with a hypothesis, an idea, and then you test it, you find a way to test it. And so, oh, I think, you know, gravity affects everything the same. So if it's light or heavy, um, uh, it doesn't actually matter. Everything is going to fall at the same speed. All right, let's do an experiment. Let's go from Leaning Tower of Pisa and we'll drop, you know, a cannonball and drop something... um, uh, what do you do? Uh, much smaller, right? Um, stone or whatever it was. And they both hit the ground at the same time. Ah, okay. So that's an experiment. Then somebody else can go, oh, I don't, I think he probably wasn't doing that honestly. I'm going to do that for my tower over here in, you know, Bucharest, Romania or something, you know? Um, and then you you do it and oh, same thing. Everyone does that and they confirm, yep, yeah, so that's it's replicatable, it, you know? you A bunch of people replicate it in a decentralized system and we go, all right, That's it. That seems to be true. Um, So, and then, or you go, yeah, apparently when you give Jamie, you know, bars of gold, uh, you get good luck. I did a study. And then someone else, you know, gives me some gold and then they don't get any good luck. And they're like, hey, give me that gold back. And then thus, you know, it's disproved. You can't replicate the experiment. So, um, but using the, you know, The the highest version of that is basically uh, double-blind, placebo-controlled studies. So, um, and in fact, meta-analyses of those. But, so basically, um, double-blind means, um, say, you okay, we've got a drug, we wanna know if it does anything. Um, If we just give half the people, um, if we just give everyone the drug, it's very likely there's gonna be a, a significant benefit And you might go, oh, yeah, wow, okay, great, it works. But then you need to check, like, okay, there's a thing called the placebo effect, which is where you can give someone, um, if if someone thinks that they're going to, if you're giving them medicine, they will actually get healthier, even if it's a sugar pill. And uh, the reverse is true, the nocebo effect. If you tell them, for example, oh, you're very weak, your immune system's bad, you have to stay indoors, you can't go outside, there's a big virus that's going to come munch you up, people's immune systems will get suppressed and make trillions of dollars for some gangsters. <laughs> um, so the nocebo effect, um, which is why it's good if you're getting sick, say the body is strong. Just say that to yourself and subconsciously you can program yourself to, maybe you'll still get sick, but you're giving yourself the best chance, a fighting chance. You go maximize the ability of your immune system by aligning your mind, your psychology with your biology. Going Okay, I'll get the best I can by having faith um, so anyway, um, <clears throat> the double blind, meaning, um, placebo controlled. So placebo controlled means you have, okay, let's give half the people a sugar pill. The other half will give the actual, you know, drug we've just created. And that way, if everyone, oh, everyone got, you know, like on average, um, 70% of the people got better in both cases with the sugar pill and with the, uh, for ex- I don't know what the numbers would be, but for example, oh, but... But those who got the drug, but also those who got the sh- sugar pill—nothing in it, just sugar. Okay, so therefore the drugs are not doing anything; it's just the placebo effect. Um, so then, um, but if you notice, oh, there's a say a 70% improvement in those who got the drug, but only a, a 50% improvement in those who got the sugar pill. Okay, the drug's 20% effective; it's doing something, you know. So that's placebo controlled, and then double blind is. Um, the people getting the pills don't know if it's real or not but also so they're blind to it But also the researchers don't know okay, because if the researchers know It's possible by body language that the, the research subjects are going to realize oh, you know I don't think this is the real thing um, So to avoid that possibility they, they make sure that even the researchers don't know which people are getting which met, um, the drug or the, the, the fake you know so double blind placebo controlled um, trials and um, <clears throat> you get the results of that. And then there could be some problems in it, maybe the selection of people was not totally fair, maybe you know, mostly you've got young people, but for older people it doesn't apply, it's different, whatever. So then you get, say there's 100 trials like that, a meta-analysis is where you go and someone studies all of them and looks to see if there's a pattern. And maybe they go, oh, it look, in this study it said there was a big difference, but actually overall, no, like the study, half the studies say there's a difference, half say there's no difference. So, okay, no, it's, there's not enough evidence here. Or it's like, oh yeah, 99%, 99 out of 100 of the, the trials or 90 out of 100 showed they had that same conclusion. So probably the, the 10, okay, they had problems, but the 90, they were done properly, right? Reality's on their side. So that's a way, you know, finding out what's real, you know, I. Who knows right so we, we get feedback from the the univ- physical universe here's the thing the placebo effect what's going on there <laughs> like your body you think you're gonna get healthier and then it, you actually get healthier your body like what the hell uh, that's pretty mystical and here's the thing can you put that process under your voluntary control because if you can then wouldn't it be fair to call that magic um, and I believe but yes, and yes uh, <clears throat> Like say when I'm like getting sick, and I go "Oh, the body is strong um, I'm not oh, I hope I don't get sick. I hope I don't get sick and get be coughing and be feeling bad And no you're gonna bring those ideas up into your mind and then through the nocebo effect You're gonna start to put that into your body by some mystical process. We don't really understand um, I believe the biology of belief. It's, I I should read that. Um, but that's Bruce Lipton, Doctor Bruce Lipton, I think. Um, and I think he goes into that. That's quite. Book's been out for a few decades, I think. So I think he was pretty much pretty ahead of the curve with that. But talking about epigenetics and how the mind influences the body. Um, but anyway, yeah, like uh, if I'm thinking, no, oh, the body is stronger. I'm going to be good. And then um, almost always uh, it goes away, you know, um, unless there's some maybe deeper imbalance that needs to be worked out through the body or whatever. But uh, – and so, you know, I, it's not a controlled experiment. I don't know if I was going to get better anyway. But I do know the placebo effect's a real thing. So, of course, it makes sense that I'm actually using that. And so if you if you don't believe that it's going to work, then you can get stuck in that intermediary purgatory place of like – Oh, uh, yep, the body is strong. Oh, my God. I don't think this is really going to work, but I hope it works. Mm. But eventually you can untangle yourself from those mental knots and just be like, um, yeah, it's going to be good. Um, similar thing is I say to myself, uh, it'll, if I can't think of something, I go, uh, it'll come to me. I just say that. And I don't even need to believe it. I used to have doubts and stuff, but after a while of, I you know, say – I do it and then I'm not really feeling it and it doesn't work. But then another time, you just keep putting in the hours or putting in the time, repetitions. Oh, it'll come to me. And then for some reason I'm like, eh, whatever. If it doesn't come, it's just going to be like all the other times. No worries. But then I'm relaxed because I'm, I don't care. And then it comes to me. Oh, interesting. And then once that happens a, f- a few times, you start to get build up faith. Like, oh, every time that I'm not doubting it and I say it'll come to me, this thought, it does interesting i and uh, you know and then you build up belief and then it just becomes a matter you don't need to have faith you just have that yeah automatically you just believe it you know um and so it's like oh it'll come to me and i don't need to believe it i just i just know it it, it, like that by saying that and by being relaxed i'm maximizing the chances of it coming i'm increasing the chances of it coming back to me and i don't know if it will or not but i just assume it will and i don't care about whether that's going to be wrong later or not and basically, almost one hundred percent of the time, it, it does come to me, you know. Um, so I think that's also like magic, basically. All right, um, let's see what else. Let's have a sip of coffee. Blowing the mind. Mm. Well, what about this? What's you know, the universe is expanding, right? Similar to the Big Bang thing, the universe is expanding. Oh my god, urban sprawl of the universe, cosmic sprawl <laughs> into the beautiful pristine wilderness of... Um, huh? Wait a minute, what's the universe expanding into? Oh, the, the, the metaverse. Oh, the, oh the, the multiverse. Yeah, whatever, multiverse, metaverse, yeah, yeah. Oh, I see, okay. Oh, it's interesting, I thought the universe was everything. Well, that's one way to think of it, yeah. Okay, so so then the multi or metaverse, is that expanding? Oh, yes, of course, because all the universes are expanding and the multiverse is just made of different universes. Okay, then I would. All right, that's basically like dimensions then within a universe or universes within a multiverse. Okay, so where is the multiverse slash metaverse slash expanding into? What is outside it? Um, great question. I'm glad you asked that, but we don't have time today. We're going to have to take a quick break um, to celebrate our sponsors, um, the fear of ignorance. Um, and, yeah, so it seems to me that there is the universe is one. I don't know exactly how this works, obviously, but it's one. There's only one thing, you know. Um, look at everything we know, based upon what we know, um, you zoom in on everything, and it's, oh, it's these atoms, they're separate, but then you zoom in on them, and there's subatomic particles, you know, protons, neutrons, electrons, um, and then like quarks, and stuff like that, smaller, you know, even tinier, tinier and teenier pieces, and 99% of it's just empty, empty space, and then you zoom in on the the little 1% that is solid, apparently, and, as our technology improves, we zoom in, are able to zoom in on them, and it turns out ninety nine percent of them are empty space. And so you keep going in and in and in, and eventually you know f- you know uh, think the I believe I don't know you know the f- physics is incredibly complicated, um, but uh, from what I can tell, it seems like the f- consensus or like the, the mainstream idea of physics at this point would be that the universe is energy. It's like a sea of energy. Um, And it seems to me that it seems, I don't see. Yeah, that seems basically, let's just say that's, you know, take that for granted there. So if if everything is one and that apparent, that seems to be the case, right? That it's just energy and vibration, like a big ocean of different vibrations. And as things um, vibrate at different frequencies, they take on the properties properties that human consciousness interprets as, you know, different substances and like, oh, you know, you've got a wood or you've got plastic or you've got, you know, solid, liquid and gas and you've got hard or bendy or, you know, squishy or moist or dry. There's all these things, but ultimately they're different. They're the same substance, the same essence, vibrating at different frequencies. Or you could say, you know, at the same time, um, got a different stru- structure. you know you, you zoom in on the structure with a microscope, you can see metal has this crystalline structure I think or a kind of grid-like structure and different things have different interior structures, but that's generating a different vibration. Um, and I believe you know they have different um, natural vibrating frequencies. So this is you know things um, naturally will vibrate at different frequencies. so they, they have these different frequencies. and if you get a vibration in alignment with that, it'll boost the amplitude. So everything's made of vibration, it seems. Um, And it's just all one. It's just this, yeah, we can interpret it as separate things, but ultimately it's all just this one thing. Um, So, all right, the universe, and then in your own experience, like, you know, if you take uh, a firecracker and you sit there and you say to yourself, um, be still and know that I am God, then you go, oh, well, everything's one. Um, And it seems if everything is one, uh, the whole reality then it seems that that's like infinity. There's nothing outside of existence. There's nothing outside of the universe. It just is the universe. Um, so what's the universe expanding into? Nothing it, or every, it's expanding into itself. You know, it's like just going within, you know, like you go within when you meditate. It seems like reality is expanding inwards. It's like a, a virtual reality experience, like a dream, you know? Oh, I went through my dream and I explored the neighborhood. Right. I went over the hills and I went overseas and I went exploring. Where did that happen? Inside you, inside your mind, inside your consciousness. So perhaps that's what's going on. You know, the universe or God, if you prefer, the conscious cosmos, which is you, um, it seems, uh, more or less, or, uh, you know, you're an aspect of it, but ultimately you're not separate from it. Let's put it that way. Um, the soul is not separate from it you know. your body or you know hey I'm Tom Johnson okay the universe is not Tom Johnson but the soul that perceives itself as Tom Johnson is actually the universe experiencing itself from the inside out from every possible angle every sentient structure arising out of the formless essence that is consciousness infinite energy and you could say it's infinite but if it's one it's all one thing then you could just kind of say was it infinite or is it just it's just what it is it's just itself it's just one thing you know um, you could equally say it's you know infinitely small compared to some hypothetical other object or um, or you know where's a circle beginner and end you know everywhere and nowhere so um, the universe is expanding Well, it certainly seems to be expanding from our point of view the measure you know like stars moving away from each other or this kind of thing or light moving away but um what you know what caused the big bang to begin on a tuesday um what is the universe expanding into how can you reconcile expansion at all um or you know the beginning of the universe at all or the end of the universe at all with the fact that reality itself is if it exists at all it must always be here where could it go you know um like, the fact that um, anything exists at all, um, that we know we're here, here we are. Even if this is some sort of dream or illusion, the fact that we are aware, like, let's presume for a moment that's true. Or no, let's just say hypothetical. If this was an illusion, um, the fact that we were aware of the illusion... No. <laughs> we'll give the devil his due. Let's say, if this is an illusion, even if this is an illusion, this experience, it's a dream, it's not real, um, it just feels real, the facts, to come to that point of view, to make that conclusion, that no, it's an illusion, that requires you to be aware that it's an illusion. Something must have deduced logically, oh, A plus B equals C. This is not real. What do you think that happens automatically? Like, oh, uh, A plus B equals this is an illusion. Like, that just happens automatically, huh? Like, are you out of your mind? Like, that makes no sense. Like, the fact that we are conscious of, oh, I think this is an illusion, that must mean there's something which is not an illusion, which is a real experiencer who is experiencing what they believe is an illusion. And I believe that shows that actually, upon further thought, it's not an illusion. It might be an illusion to some extent, but it's within an ultimate reality. Um, otherwise, nothing would be experienced. So uh, we are here. We know we're here. We know we exist. Um, exactly how much of this is real or you know, what does it look like to, you know, some alien with 17 million eyeballs that comes along and it's the size of Saturn. It's like, oh, hey guys, you know, I'm a Glonkaboth. Glonkaboth? Oh my God, I didn't even know glonkaboth existed. existed. Um, it's this huge alien with 17 billion eyeballs or whatever. It's going to see our solar system and this plant next to me and my head and the microphone and your beautiful face um, differently than we see it, right? Presumably. We don't know. Okay. But there's some sort of reality which is being perceived. We know that because we're here. Now, so the fact that anything exists at all means that like being must exist. It, it had to exist, there's no alternative. The fact that we, we are here experiencing existence means that existence was not optional, it was necessary. There was no alternative. Because think about it, let's say as a thought experiment there's some parallel universe Where the Big Bang never got going that fine Tuesday long ago, um, and nothing exists. There would still be, in that universe that we're thinking about, there would be a parallel universe where Jamie McGlue is trying to blow your mind talking about all this. You couldn't expunge that from, because we know this exists. So, if we have a, a hypothetical parallel universe, let's give it full reality. Yeah, okay, there's that parallel universe where nothing ever existed. It would still need to require the fact that we are here. We would be a parallel universe to them, right? Um, it could have gone that way. So, and then that is some existence. That parallel universe where nothing exists would still contain the possibility of existence. So, that at, at least would exist. That, you know. So you can't get rid of existence. If it exists at all, it it has to uh, fundamentally be unavoidable, that existence or the possibility thereof, existence of something, even the existence of a possibility, of a potential. That's an existence, that's something, that's huge. That's that's everything. Um, So reality is, think about that, like the universe was always going to exist. There was no alternative. And that's pretty comforting, reassuring. I like that. That feels good. Um, that feels like eternity. That feels like immortality. It feels like home and love, and uh, yeah. So the universe was always going to exist. And then, um, and so then, you know, even if oh, the inevitable heat death of the universe. Yeah. Well, I mean, okay. Sooner sooner or later, a good, you know, a suitable Tuesday is going to come along and boom, why don't we have another, you know? Um, And the fact that the whole universe, like we know we are conscious and we know we're here. Consciousness is present and we also know that the universe is one. There's only one thing. If there were two things, what would the gap in between be? More universe, right? It's stuff, it's reality, it's something. So the universe is one, it's all... And then even, um, that's kind of like a priori thinking about it, but even um, epistemologically or if you um, look into it kind of through just more direct evidence, we zoom in on things, we keep finding the boundaries don't exist. It's all just the same soup of energy. So we know consciousness exists, that's one. We know that the universe is one, Okay. so that's two. (laughs) That's the second thing. So therefore, QED, uh, the universe is consciousness, right? There's one thing and consciousness is present. Therefore, everything is consciousness. And that's one way. But you could be like, oh, no, but it's an emergent property. But um, I think when you kind of, when you steal your mind, when you can stop thinking and you can just be present, you can do that, like, read The Power of Now if you really want to have a very practical look at how to do that um, but basically when you can learn how to do that um, you can still think and use conceptual awareness and um, and understanding and that's all really amazing but it's um, balanced you have the sanity because it's grounded to um, the raw data of open eyes like you're, you're able to see without thinking um, you're able to take in information without thinking you be aware be present um, connect energetically to the flow of reality without thinking and then that can you can use turn that into just like the raw materials that the farmer can then sow wisely and turn into the fruits of his labor um, and so um, so <clears throat> we have the universe is consciousness um, and you can find that through thinking, oh, it's one and it's consciousness is here. But also just by you, when you're outside of thinking, um, you can just observe it and you kind of intuitively understand, oh, everything is consciousness. Me, my, here's my body and there's the plant. But ultimately, it's like, I could say Jamie's looking at the plant or the plant's looking at Jamie or the plant's looking at Jamie, look at the plant, look at Jamie, look at the plant. You know, uh, It's just energy is flowing and consciousness is everywhere. It seems to be that's what's going on. Um uh so uh there we have that, right? The universe is consciousness. So then apart from the fact that, you know, the universe always had to exist, consciousness always had to exist. That's another way of saying it. And even if there's the inevitable heat death of the universe, there's gonna be consciousness. Um and that consciousness is gonna create some sort of, you know, more embodied reality again sooner or later. Presumably, um, given that that's what's already happened. Um, So, is your mind blown yet? All right, let's go like one more, one more little detail here. Um, So, you know, um, and naturally there are two details within the one polarity within unity. So, you can think, um, all right, it's two people, they feel they have a good chemistry, you know, they're looking into each other's eyes and um, somewhere on a distant hilltop, some man begins to sing, Dreamweaver, or however that song goes. And these couple, they look into each other's eyes and they fall in love. Okay. And then they, they do certain things. I won't give you the details, but basically, um, uh, 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 thousands or millions of sperm end up. Um, charging uh, like the Rohirrim um, valiantly through the valleys of um, (laughs) well, the valleys of the yeah, okay, let's, you know, you can finish the sentence there Um, and so, and these millions of sperm, you know um, let's say, okay, the day before this guy had, you know had, had uh, sent the Rohirrim to, on a, a suicide mission, okay, into a, let's say, uh, I went, again, I'm trying to keep this clean. Um, with it. It's probably not very possible, but um, has, uh, you know, sent millions of sperm somewhere, other direction, okay. And so then, the, you know, the his body, uh, the testicles, you know, they create more sperm, right, and then this fine day, Two people, the feel and the love, and then way leads to way, and we have millions of sperm charging towards the egg. Um, and so A, uh, and, and then of them, um, only one ends up reaching the egg. Or maybe none of them do, okay? But let's say it's a lucky day and one of them gets to the egg and, oh, she's pregnant. And then that turns into a person and it turns into you or me or whoever, a human being. Think about how unlikely it is that that sperm would reach the egg to create exactly you, your, you with your body and your brain and your the, your personality to the extent that it's influenced by that body, um, that your soul's consciousness is being filtered through the lens of this body um, and with its capacities and limitations and tendencies and all that. Um, so, you know, it it's just so happened that you weren't your the sperm that created you wasn't one of the million that was wasted upon a tissue or a condom the day before. Right. Um, uh, or just didn't get to the egg for whatever reason, or there was no egg there, false alarm. Oh, you know, um, it happened to be stars aligning. Okay. And then of all the million or whatever sperm, it happened to be the one that gets to the egg is you. Right. And then, um, here we are. So it's, that's the first point here. It's like how incredibly unlikely it is that you should be here. It's like, or well, that I should be here at all. Like, that's kind of mind-blowing, right? Like, whoa, like, that was close. <laughs> I almost got killed. <laughs> like, it's extremely unlikely that I was going to be here. That's step one. And then step two is to go the exact opposite direction and go, actually, it was certain that it was going to be you. Your body is extremely, you know, um, I guess, maybe it was fate that that was going to happen, destiny. Um, But if it was random chance, then yeah, your body could look totally different very easily, you know. Or um, one of the other sperm could have come and created, you know, mixed with the egg to create you. Um, But, be, be that as it may, you, your soul, who you really are, the consciousness, is just the universe. There is only one person There is only one subject who is capable of experience and it is you it is me. It is us. It is consciousness It is the universe Um, It is the plant Uh, It is Everyone it is um, anyone who ever exists can only do so because it is the same um, cosmic actor with a capital a Um, the Leonardo DiCaprio of the universe Is God, and God plays all the characters, or you could say consciousness um, plays all the characters. And you know, imagine a movie where it's the same character, like you know, Lindsay Lohan in *The Parent Trap* is like playing both the twins. Um, And then, uh, so like that, to take that, you know, to the nth degree, like you know, just the same actor playing all the people in a a drama. Um, Oh, that seems familiar. I look into people's eyes, almost seems like familiar, almost like I know. It could be a stranger. I look in their eyes. Almost, look, almost seems like I know them. you know? And I guess there's levels where of familiarity where like you've had more experience with someone, or maybe you've met them in a past life, who knows, you know? Um, and there's a resonance there, um, and a, a remembering. But then I think deep down, it's like we're all. It seems that we're all the universe. So then that's the thing like, oh, actually, it couldn't have been anyone else. It had to be you because there's no other candidates. You're the only one who can do the job. And on that note, I hope your mind is thoroughly blown to bits and um, uh, yeah, Uh, see you next week. And, um, And thank God that on that distant Tuesday, many moons ago, reality decided to come into existence by accident, unintentionally, unintelligently, without any purpose, um, just because. Amen.